I didn't think that I would get emotional, but this is a person that chose to come with me on an adventure of a lifetime. Hey there, it's your girl, Melina. How's it going? Welcome to the Don't Forget Your Lipstick podcast. Today we're doing things a little differently. I had asked you guys to send me a direct message on Instagram, my Instagram, at where to next Melina. I asked you to send me your travel questions, and one of them stood out to me because she asks about returning home after traveling the world. And I felt like that's a great way to get me to talk about what I did when I got home in order to avoid getting those travel blues. For any of you who do not know what direct messaging is on Instagram, all you need to do is get on your homepage and then on the top right side of the corner, you will see a little arrow and you can click on that and then choose me at where to next Melina. And that's where you can send me a message by text or you can send me a recorded message. So if you'd like to do that, you can be the lucky one and get me to answer your question. I just want you to know that traveling does take a toll on you. So when you do come home, there is some sort of shock. But you know what? Let's listen to her question. I wonder, was it hard to kind of reintegrate back into your regular life um, once you once you got back? I imagine that after a year of travel, that you're used to this huge level of adventure and, um, I don't know, just newness all the time and then I would just wonder how how was it coming back to your life and like what does your life look like now that you've taken this adventure like did you go back to whatever job you were in before or um like what yeah what does it look like now obviously you're like doing new things like starting a podcast and blogging about it so I'm sure there's some kind of momentum building for you um but yeah I just would love to hear more about kind of what your life is looking like now and um how how it is adjusting to being back from a huge life-changing trip like that. Was it hard to come back home? I have to say, first of all, thank you so much for sending me this question. It is hard to come back home after traveling. And like you said, there's all this sort of like adventure and all this momentum. And every time you pack your bag and you go somewhere new, there's always a sort of feeling like, okay, I'm going to go discover something again today. And like, things will be different. Whereas when you come home, you kind of already know what home looks like. You've been living there for a long time. But (laughs) it wasn't so hard for me to come back home. And I'll explain that in a bit. You know what? I'll start by kind of explaining what I did, where I went, and how long it took. So about four months ago, I arrived home after a 12-month trip through New Zealand, Australia, Southeast Asia, and I went to India and then went to Europe. So I did travel continuously. I moved from place to place. And it's weird because I never felt 
like there was a time to visit home again. And home for me is Canada. It's Quebec. It's Montreal. And most of my friends and family were like, when are you coming back? You know, like surprise us, come back home. And to be quite honest, there was never a time that I wanted to come home. Actually, no, you know what? I'm, I'm lying. There was a time. There was a time in India where I was so sick on a moving train that was supposed to be, I think, 25 hours and then lasted like 36 hours because it was late that I just wanted mom. I just wanted mom and my bed and chicken soup and my green robe. <laughs> but there was never a time where I felt like, okay, I did enough traveling now. I'm going to go back home. No, that that never really happened. But when you are traveling like the way I did it, it's always a roller coaster because you, you get this high of like you get to a new place and then you get the low of like, oh, where are we going to eat now? Like we just, I just found a great pho place in Vietnam. By the way, we don't say pho for soup. We say pho. Just found this pho place in Vietnam, this little hole in the wall. And now I just moved to a new location and I don't know where they sell good soup. I remember always being like, oh, why did we move? And I'm saying we because I traveled for 12 months with my boyfriend at the time. So now he's my ex. So I went traveling with my boyfriend. We did 11 countries in 12 months. And he used to say we are slow traveling, which means that we decided that in order to see more of a country, we were going to choose to see less, meaning that we would focus on two, three towns or cities in a country, but stay longer. This way we can get a feel of the culture, we can get a feel of the people, a feel of the vibes there, and not always having to move. Because if there's one thing I hated doing was packing, unpacking my 46 liter backpack. Oh God, am I happy that I do not have to carry that thing around anymore for now. Was it hard to come back home? I mean, it was hard because... I kind of knew, I think for me, what was hard was knowing that when I was coming home, when my ex and I decided to come back home, we knew that we were parting ways, not breaking up, but we knew we would do a long distance relationship for a while because when I met my ex, I was actually not living in my hometown. I was living eight hours north of Montreal. I lived in a small region. I worked in television there and met him and we got together and then we decided to go travel. And so I knew that when I was going to come back home, all I wanted to do was be back in the city, be back in my hometown with my family and friends, just because I was away for so long. I was away for four years. I knew that I would come home and live in the city and I knew that he would be going back to his, his hometown, which was eight hours away from me. And I remember like when we were in Europe deciding when we were coming home, people were like, oh, but like, that's, that shouldn't be, you know, you're still in the same province because in Canada, we call them provinces, not states. And then when I had to explain to people, no, but we'll be like 800 kilometers away from each other, like eight hours away from each other. And people were like, oh, that's far. Yeah. You know, Canada is a huge country. <laughs> And that's something I sort of remember realizing when I was traveling, especially in Europe. We took a, a night bus 
from Spain to Portugal. We didn't even pass customs. We just we just went into Portugal. Like, hello, we're we're in Portugal now. Like it just took us like an overnight bus to get to another country, which cannot be done in Canada. <laughs> so I think the difficult part for me was knowing that I'd come home and probably suffering because the person I was with for over a year, traveling with, holding his hand every time I got scared was no longer going to be in the picture. So that kind of scared me. And then also knowing that I'd come back home, living with my parents again, which I hadn't done in four years, that sort of scared me too. And then knowing that I'd come home and be confronted with the norm and you know the typical ways of thinking when you come back home questions that I would get all the time would be, oh, are you going to look for a real job now? Are you going to start building pension now? Are you going to look, you know, to start saving your money? What are the plans now? Or when will you leave again? Are you leaving again? Or you know what? I think you've traveled enough. Now it's time to settle down and start investing and buying property. <laughs> And I was like, I remember thinking like, oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to hear those questions because I hate those questions because I feel like those questions fit into a norm, a traditional sort of mindset of security of like, first you got to go to school, then you got to get a job, then you got to buy a house, then you got to get kids and then you got to retire and then maybe you can travel and then that's a good time to travel. I've always done things the opposite way. I mean, yes, I went to school. Yes, I got a job. Yes, I saved money. No, I didn't buy a house. And yes, I went traveling before I had kids or before having kids because I do not have kids. <laughs> but I knew that coming back home, I knew that when we decided to come back home, that I wouldn't want to travel right away again. Like I knew that it was a good time to come home, sort of take it easy, relax, and again, figure out what our relationship would look like now that we were coming home, but living, choosing to live in different places. People always talk about post-travel depression and that travelers who return home after traveling for, for a while experience a sort of dip and Nomadic Matt calls it a post-trip depression, saying that it's often emotionally harder to come home than to go away. And I kind of agree with that because when I left, I was so happy to leave. I just remember telling everyone, like, I'm leaving, I'm gonna go travel. And people were like, are you sure? Like, what's the plan? I'm like, I don't have a plan. I'm going to this country first. I have a few ideas for the other ones. Got all my vaccines, bye. But coming home, seems to be harder because of everyone, you know, everyone around you is sort of at the same place. Everyone around you is sort of doing the same things. It's a funny thing coming home because nothing really changes and everything looks the same, feels the same. It even smells the same. Like my mom's Italian tomato sauce, which smells so good, smells the same. And I'm, again, so happy to be back home. But everything seems to be the same. And then, you know, people always tell you, but actually what happens is you realize that you've changed. And 
in a way, I agree with that because I do feel like I have changed. I've changed my sort of mindset of like freaking out about getting a job or freaking out about, you know, getting things done at a certain time in my life. You know, when we answer those questions that people ask us when you get home. And now I feel like, you know what? Things are just going to happen. Everything falls into place. And that's something you learn while traveling. Because when you're traveling, you could only really rely on yourself and the people that you meet and all your surroundings. You can't really plan everything out. And I feel like when you come home, everyone thinks that you have to have a plan for something to work which is not true. I came home and I told my mom, I remember when she asked me, what's the plan now? Are you going to look for work? And I said, I'm just going to like rest and then I'm going to maybe work at like some local bakery and just chill for a little. And she'd look at me like, work in a bakery? Not to judge anyone who works in a bakery, I think. I think it was more like, you need a real job. You know, that typical norm thing. Like, you need to have a high-paying job now to pay your debts, your travel debts. (laughs) I just remember being like, you know, it's all good, mom. I'm just gonna, like, live my life. (laughs) Like, it's so funny to see people freak out about you just being so at ease. And I remember I just felt so comfortable and so relaxed. And that wasn't me before. I remember being that stressed out. You know, when you, I kind of feel like I sort of sometimes fit that New York sort of mindset, the dog eats dog world. You know, I always think of New York City, the hustle, the grind, the running around. And I remember coming home and being like, I'm just gonna walk, take it easy. Oh, just missed the bus. I guess I'll wait 10 minutes. I remember back then I wouldn't, I'd have to run and catch it because if I don't catch it, I'll be late for work. And I'm kind of like, ah, what's the worst that could happen? Kind of like just at ease with myself. So I feel like that's changed, which for me is a big step. Food has changed. I mean, my palate has changed because I, I'm now eating different things, different spices. I visited all these countries, which is great. What does my life look like now? Well, again, I mean, I did mention that I'm now single. I don't have the boyfriend anymore. So what my life looks like now is very different in the sense where I feel like now I kind of know who I am now. I kind of feel like, okay, I did all of this. I feel like I have more confidence in myself because I have survived some crazy things that we've done. And if I'm able to survive that, then I can survive anything, I believe. I feel like now I am superwoman. (laughs) Yep, I'm superwoman, okay? I said it. I am superwoman and I can do whatever the hell I want because I can. I'm single. It was a very hard breakup. I have to be honest. It was hard because I felt like this is a person that I shared. I didn't think that I would get emotional, but This is a person that chose to come with me on an adventure of a lifetime. What I did, which was pick up and go and travel. And 
he chose to do that with me. And we did this together. We decided that traveling would be an investment for the both of us and that visiting these countries would be an experience of a lifetime, which it was, which it is. And the hardest part for me was to have to say goodbye to someone who was there, was there every step of the way. And this is so hard. I didn't think that I would get, (laughs) I didn't think I'd get emotional because it's been so long. I haven't heard from him. (sighs) I think definitely the hardest part was deciding to leave each other after traveling, after having this experience, after looking at everything that we did together. I think that was the hardest part, was knowing that two weeks into coming back home, we realized that we both had changed. We both now wanted different things. And so we decided to part ways, which now I am so happy doing the things I, the things I'm doing now. So what my life looks like now, I'm single. I've been on a few dates. (laughs) Um, and I'm doing new things. I mean, new things, yes, the blog, yes, the podcast, but also new things in my life. I've decided to say yes to new things. I've been opening myself up more. I've been going out to different events just to get myself out of the house. I recently hosted a gala event, which I never would have done ever before in my life. And when I got back home, I was so not scared about looking for work that I ended up getting a job. <laughs> I ended up getting a job I wanted even before traveling. I remember living eight hours away from my hometown. I remember telling my ex, I want to get this job. I want to go back to Montreal and work in my city. And then they decided not to go with me. They decided not to pursue me. And then a year later, they contacted me, which was great. I mean, I got the job I wanted. I am now a TV reporter, a TV journalist back home in my hometown. So I'm doing that. And I have to say, I'm really happy doing this. Um, I did choose to do this part-time though. So that also has changed. I decided that I would start slow because I wanted to work on different projects because I felt like everyone around me, all the momentum I created, people just want to know how I did it. So I'm so happy to have accepted this job offer again, part-time, which back then I think I would have only said yes to a full-time job. Now I'm not scared to do part-time because I know how to plan a budget because I've I've done that for a year. I planned a whole budget to make sure that I had enough money to travel for a year. So now I can work part-time, work on my blog, wheretonextmelina.com, and my podcast answering your travel questions because I feel like there are a lot of travel blogs out there, but I remember traveling and always like looking at these blogs and they were so outdated. So people would talk to me about like, hey, go to Vietnam and and check out this place. And I'd show up and that restaurant closed down because that blog post, if you check the date, was written in 2009. So things need to be updated. And so I'm here 
bringing in a fresh spin on traveling because I did it on a budget. I am a diva. I'm a city girl, okay? I just told you that I like New York City and that I come from that world of hustle and grand and those high heels in the jungle. But I learned to wear sneakers. I bought hiking shoes for the first time just for this trip. So I had to tone it down a bit, but I want to give it to you real. And coming back home was a struggle, but I feel like in a way, everything had to fall into place. Like we had to come back home. We had to break up. I had to sort of find my new way again, which I think I have. Um, you know, I'm kind of doing everything on my own. And people ask me all the time, oh, do you have kids? And I always answer, I'm happily single. I'm happily single. I'm very happy. I have done everything I wanted to do. And I'm back home. And I just want to share my experiences with y'all. I just want to be here sharing with you the honest truth. And the honest truth is that, yes, you'll have blues, but you'll get over them. And I remember meeting a couple in France and they were like, you know, people are always like, you're going to go back home and life's going to change and you're going to want to live in like a studio apartment and you're not going to want anything. And and we were all like having a drink and we're all like, we all know that's not going to happen. We're going to go back home and routine's going to kick in and it's going to be faster than you think. And then look at me now. It's four months. I have a job. I have a podcast. I have a blog. So in a way... I have these new things, but in a way, the routine has come back. The nine to five grind has sort of come back. But I do think that the aspects in the way I look at things now are different, that 100%. But routine kicks in, things sort of go back to normal. And in a way, I kind of feel like traveling or the way I traveled and then coming back home and then again, finding that job and then just starting my blog and then everything came so quickly. Everything came together so quickly that I almost feel like what I'm telling you about, like everything is a dream. I feel like everything is a dream. So I kind of have to wake up. So Melina, wake up. It was not a dream. You did go traveling. You have pictures to prove it. Thank God for pictures. But it does take some adjusting because everyone around you, you know, as much as maybe one person had a baby or someone's getting married, they're all following their same routines. The same social circles are mixed, the same bars and restaurants that they're visiting all the time. But yet when you come home, it sort of all feels different somehow. Like it isn't them that have changed. It's you. It's how you see things. I just want to say at at the end of all of this, because I just didn't think I would get so emotional that you've changed, but you need to embrace this change. And people will tell you there's something different about you. I, You know, I had someone tell me, you know, it's not that you are more mature because you've always been mature, Melina. It's that it almost seems like you're more, you're more of a woman. You've, you know, something, something's different and people can't really, they can't pinpoint what it is, but you kind of agree. You're like, yeah, I feel it too. I get what you're saying. I'm not more mature. I'm probably more woman. Yes. 
But yeah, you're right. I know what I want. Something's changed. I now know who I am. And I think I think that's beautiful. And I think traveling has done this to me is that now I definitely know what I want. I definitely know what I need. And it's true. You don't need much to be happy. You just need the right amount of good people in your life. And you're all set. I have to say, though, no matter how long or short in duration of your travels, there's some sort of comfort in the thought of knowing that soon, hopefully one day you'll be back on the road. So I kind of I'm kind of hopeful to that. I'm kind of looking at where can I go next? (laughs) Where to next, Melina? So we'll see. There's a lot of stuff online of people or even travelers that would tell me, you know, we're like-minded people. We all want to travel. And sometimes I called BS on that because I don't believe that it's only people who travel who get you. I think people who don't travel or people who don't want to travel, they can still understand you. I don't travel to meet people that are like me. I travel to go learn about different cultures. I do it for me. So I don't want you thinking that you need to go out there and travel to look for people who agree with you all the time because that's not going to happen. You're going to meet people on the road who are going to tell you we're budget travelers and they go into a five-star hotel and and you're there like, no, 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 I'm a budget traveler because I just slept in a room at 55 degrees Celsius without air conditioning. That's budget. (laughs) You're not budget traveling. So you could still meet people on the road who want to travel and claim they're budget travelers like you, but they're not. So don't get caught up in all of the titles that people give themselves. Wow, I have to say, I didn't think I would get all emotional. I'm really amazed by how many people have joined my journey, my new journey in life. And I'm excited that you're excited to see me grow every day. So I just want to take a minute now and thank everyone who is listening to this podcast, who is following the blog, who's a subscriber to the blog, wheretonextmelina.com, and who's following me on Instagram, at where to next Melina. I want you to never forget it. Never forget the dreams you have. Never forget the goals you have, whether it's with someone or without that special person. You need to do you. You need to follow your dreams because you've only got one life to live for reals. And everyone, everyone deserves to make their dreams come true. My home is being surrounded by people I love, people who love me, and people who wish to hug me after listening to this podcast. I love you. I'll see you next week.